0: In your life you will experience many tragedies. One of the worst pains you can experience is when a loved one dies. Now imagine this, being bullied your whole life. You don't have a good relationship with your family, except your grandfather, who you feel is the only one who understands you, and then he passes away. This pain, this emotion that you feel, the rage towards everything. it usually can cause you to be out of touch with reality. Unfortunately, this is what happened with the otaku murderer, Tsutomu Miyazaki.
1: Welcome to the second episode of Spoiled Note. Before we get started with this episode, please be aware that this episode may contain triggering and or sensitive material. Some topics such as sexual assault and sexual violence are mentioned in this episode. (laughs)
0: Miyazaki's crimes had lasted between 1988 to 1989. During his one spree, he aimed for little girls, which is why he was considered the little girl murderer.
1: So let's start off with Miyazaki's childhood. Although Miyazaki became one of Japan's most sadistic serial killers, he grew up as a very timid, meek, and quiet child. When he was born, he was born prematurely with a birth defect, which made him unable to completely bend his wrists. This was because His sister was raped at a young age and gave birth to Miyazaki. His older sister was his mom and they both shared the same father. Because of this, most of his childhood, Miyazaki was a victim of bullying. He often kept to himself and was considered a loner, but although he wasn't a social student, he extremely excelled in his classes and was often the top 10. As a hobby, he enjoyed drawing comics while he was at home. Miyazaki dreamed of becoming an English teacher while he was growing up, however, his grades suddenly dropped. No longer being in the top 10 of his classes, he became one of the last. He was unable to go into the university that he wanted to go to, and instead he was forced to attend a local junior college and study to become a photo technician instead.
0: The Miyazaki family was well liked and well known throughout the Ichikaichi district in Tokyo, This was because Miyazaki's father had owned a newspaper company and Miyazaki was expected to take over the business after his father had retired. Miyazaki refused because he had no interest. He felt his parents only cared about his financial and material success. He resented them for this. Miyazaki only really liked his grandfather because he felt like his grandfather was the only one who really liked him and accepted him and wanted happiness for him. He felt his younger sisters did not like him, but he had a closer relationship with his older sister. In college, he began to act strangely. He would often go to the tennis courts and take underskirt pictures of female players. After some time of doing things similar to this, his grandfather died in 1988. After this event, this is when Miyazaki began his killings. To quickly address the killings, he had mutilated four little girls under the age of 10. After the killings, he mutilated each one of them and sexually assaulted their corpses. Japan was known for their abnormally low crime rate against children. However, after these incidences, people all over Japan were in shock.
1: On August 22nd of 1988, Miyazaki had committed his first murder. Marikono disappeared after playing with a friend. Mari's family and her neighbors searched everywhere to find her. After the failed attempts, Mari's father got in contact with the police. What had happened was that Miyazaki was able to lure Mari into his car where he drove and parked under a bridge in a wooded type area. For the next hour, Mari was brutally strangled and Miyazaki had engaged in necrophilia on her four-year-old body. He then dumped her in the hills that was near his home. For a time, Mari was left there, and while she was in the decomposing stage, he went back to the hills where she laid and cut her hands and feet off. When he returned home, he placed her hands and feet in a box and kept it in a closet. At home, in a furnace that he owned, Miyazaki burned Mari's remaining bones and ground them into powder. He placed the powder in a box along with several of her teeth, photos of Mari's clothing that she wore when she disappeared, and a postcard. The postcard was written with the words, Mari, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. He then sent this to her family.
0: Then, Miyazaki's second murder occurred. Just a couple of months later, on October 3rd, Miyazaki spotted Masami Yoshizawa, 7 years old, while he was driving along a rural road. He offered her a ride and she accepted. Masami entered the car and instead of taking her home, Miyazaki took her to the same place where he murdered Mary. He repeated the same process where he strangled, performed necrophilia on her corpse, and took her clothes. After this, he just left the scene. On December
1: 12th, 1988, returning from a friend's house, Miyazaki abducted Erika Nanba. He drove her to a parking lot and forced her to undress while he took pictures of her nude. After taking the pictures, he killed her. Miyazaki tied Erika's hands behind her back and then covered her in a bed sheet. He dumped her in his trunk and took her clothes. Later, he disposed of Erika's clothes in a wooded area and left her body in a parking lot. Her body was found three days later. A week later, after the body was found, Erica's family received a postcard sent by Miyazaki with a message that was carefully cut out from magazines that read, Erika, cold, cough, throat, rest, death. Erika Nanba was only four years old and Miyazaki's third victim.
0: Months later, on June 6th, 1989, a girl was playing alone in the neighborhood playground. This was when Miyazaki appeared, and just like with Masami, he was able to convince the 5-year-old Ayako Nomatsu to take pictures of her. Miyazaki then told Ayako to follow him along t- into his car. He murdered her and covered her corpse with a bed sheet. He also placed her in the back of his trunk. Instead of disposing her body somewhere, Miyazaki took Ayako's deceased body to his apartment and spent the next two days engaging in sexual acts with it. He took disgusting pictures of her body in various positions while also filming it. When Ayako's body began to decompose, Miyazaki dismembered it. He drank the blood from Ayako's hand and ate part of it. He also disposed of her head in a cemetery and drove all the way to the hills to dispose of her torso later he changed his mind and decided to retrieve the body parts and keep them in his closet
1: after the killings miyazaki would somehow find the address of the families he would always write to the family of each victim and send letters when miyazaki wrote the letters before sending it to the doors he would include the graphic pictures that he took in the envelopes he also included gruesome details of what he did to their daughters Each family also had received phone calls from Miyazaki that were very disturbing. Whenever Miyazaki would call the families, he would never speak a word through the phone. Instead, he would just breathe heavily for minutes on end. If the families didn't answer his calls, he would spam call them repeatedly.
0: In July of 1989, Miyazaki saw two sisters playing at a park and tried learning the younger one from the older one. He managed to do so took pictures of the younger sister and convinced her to take pictures new. This was until her father had caught Miyazaki. The father was able to attack Miyazaki but he wasn't able to keep him on the ground and restrained. Miyazaki escaped from the father's grasp and was able to run away on foot. Miyazaki went to the park where he had stationed his car only to find out the police were already waiting for him because of the father's call. The police arrested him. While searching around Miyazaki's apartment, police found exactly 5,763 videotapes of anime, slasher films, and pornography, including child pornography. They also found videos and pictures of his victims. The media named him the otaku murderer due to his obsession with anime. They also say that Miyazaki had retreated to a fantasy world due to his neglect in his upbringing.
1: During Miyazaki's trial, he blamed his murders on his alter ego called the Ratman. He showed no remorse and held a calm demeanor. Miyazaki was examined by psychoanalysis and they determined that the lack of bonding with his parents and the lack of connection with his siblings were part of the reason as to why he acted out. He turned to a fictional world of anime, manga, and slasher films because he had no one to turn to. Miyazaki got publicly disowned by his parents and his father later committed suicide in 1994 because he could not bear the shame of his son's crimes. During his seven-year trial, Miyazaki was analyzed by three different teams to determine if he was mentally stable enough to be eligible to receive the death penalty. On June 17, 2008, Miyazaki's sentence was carried out and he received the death penalty and was executed by hanging.
0: Satsumo Miyazaki was always alone in his life. He had no friends, bad relationships with his family, and he had been bullied too. His life was very sad and the only way he could get his emotions out when his grandfather passed away was by murdering people. Do you think that if Miyazaki hadn't been reported by that father in the park, that he would have still been committing these crimes until the day he dies? I hope you guys enjoyed episode 2 of Spoiled Milk and stay tuned until the last episode. Thank you.